Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack, your weekly dose of everything Nintendo over at the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network with none other than Rebecca, Garrett, myself, wow. Donnie. We've got a, uh, a packed show tonight, I think. Um, lots of good stuff. Uh, so before we get into it, let us thank those that support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. To our producers, Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Steve Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calico, Kyle Hyman, Grouchy Surge, Devin Tyus, Josh Borboni, RJ Kern, and joining patrons this month, Horse Girl 69. Nice. 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 How are you, uh, how are you guys? Hanging in there? Doing good. The week after spring break is the longest week I of bet. my entire life. Is it like the first week of school all over it's again? It's been Thursday for three days in a row now. It's like a mm. work week. Ah. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's, Harsh. That's <laughs> kind of how it feels. I feel weird because it's like I was spoiled with an entire week off. Most people don't get an entire week of off for spring break. Never mm-hmm. heard of it. But it's What's a spring harsh, break? Harsh going back to work after it. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Uh Nice. Well, um, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm ready for I'm ready for the weekend this week. I just felt very busy. We've we've been very mm-hmm. busy at work myself, so it's just uh, yeah. haven't had as much time as I normally do. Um, but let's get into what we're playing. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to start because I've been playing some some new games. Cool. So first, I'd like to kick off with a game that I've already played before, and that's Doom Eternal, Ooh. which I picked up in the Bethesda sale and half off. Um, there's tons of sales right now, by the way. There's like a Warner Bros. sale. There's a sales, Lego sale. There's like everything right now in the eShop is basically on sale. So if, if you've been wanting to buy some stuff, like there's so many spring sales, definitely go check out the eShop. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom Eternal. I mean, I, I was really interested in this one because um, I'm not sure how much you guys listen to me on other shows. I absolutely love this game. I think it's one of the best shooters I've ever played in all seriousness. Like technically... It's it's quite impressive, and it's transitioned to Switch. I mean, obviously, I, I've already like when the game was announced, when it released, I'd looked up reviews, and you know we've covered it on the show, um, so I already knew like what I was getting into in terms of like you realize it's a it's a it's a tablet, you know, it's it's not a console, so it's gonna have resolution issues and everything. Mm-hmm. Color me impressed with how much of the okay. how much of the game makes it over, and how much of it still feels like Doom Eternal. Panic button's magic, right? In in far better way than I've seen them do in their previous works. Doom Eternal is way better than Doom on Switch. Like it's way better than Wolfenstein. I don't. I personally don't even really count Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein's like, rough. Yeah, Wolfenstein's rough on Switch. Uh, Doom Doom was good on Switch. Like Doom, it was like I can't believe we have Doom like this on Switch, right? Did even with all of its shortcomings. Yeah. Think so. They did. Okay. I think so. And uh yeah, with with Doom Eternal, I'm like this is this is kind of crazy cuz here's the thing. The resolution is, is bad. <laughs> like uh yeah, like it's it's muddy, right? It's blurry. Blurry is the better way. It's really blurry. 
it's worse on on portable than it is docked. I think. Ooh. In portable, I have one egregious thing to say about portable: the cutscenes in portable play are horrendously bad. Like they are, they feel. It reminds me very much of when WWE came out on Switch, and I bought WWE 2K19 on Switch, and like all of the cutscenes and animations felt like they were running like half speed. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell it's choppy. Like you can see it as it's playing, just video. Wouldn't you, know? you think the cutscenes would be better than the gameplay, though? It never is. Though. It never is on Switch, and I th- it's a memory it's issue, right? I think it's a memory issue. Like, I, the I way think that it's they- in most games, you see cutscenes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's much worse. They get soft. Yeah, like mm-hmm. once you get out of engine and stuff, they get soft. But like these don't even play well. It's not even that they're soft, which they are. It's that they they are choppy. They're real bad. When I and I, here's the funny thing: when I was playing it, because I played maybe an hour just strictly handheld couple days go by and I'm like, you know, I'm going to throw it on the dock and play it there. On the dock, it cleans up like the cutscenes are better docked. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is this is better. Um, but docked, I know it's not 60, but the game feels smooth, cool. which is everything in Doom Eternal. Like that is exactly what you need. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't really play that game if it's not. And it's really smooth, way more than Doom was. Like it's, I'm jumping up in the air and like, you know, spinning in circles and shooting people all around me and throwing grenades and everything at the same time. And it feels like I'm playing Doom. And I'm like, you know, it's blurry, but if I was trapped on an airplane <laughs> with no internet signal, you know, like, like this works, like this is fine. I totally, you know, it's a portable version of that game. You know, it's like in docked, it feels like you're playing a 360 version of Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, color me impressed. I'm happy that they've, everything seems there. Like, I, don't, I didn't notice anything that felt missing. You know, like the verticality was there. Um, you know, when I'm punching walls and stuff, like I'm seeing effects and, and, you know, destruction particles and things like that. Like bricks are breaking and their pieces falling. And I'm seeing reflections on the water on the ground and stuff like it. Looks cool. like Doom Eternal. And just There's a lot going on in that game. So that's half the resolution. The geometry in Doom Eternal is nuts. That's probably my favorite thing about it. And I think that's the thing that... The reason why I like that game so much is the reason that so many people apparently don't is that I love the platforming, like scaling these buildings and hopping, you know, from one building to the next and then coming all the way back down like a tower and hitting all these different platforms while you're fighting off waves of hell monsters. This is super fun. So would I recommend you play there? No. If it's the only place can you play there? Like, would I recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. Like if you only have a switch, get Doom Eternal because, uh, I mean, I think this is up there with the best ports of first-person shooters yeah. that we've had. Like, I would throw this up there with Overwatch, which I also thought was a really good port, um, you know, for all the concessions that it obviously has to make. I still think Fortnite's the best shooting experience, only because Fortnite just seems built for, you know, for lower-tech hardware than these other games do. Mm-hmm. But that aside, really, really liked it. Well, good on them. Yeah. Making a good port. Happy I spent 30 bucks. Yeah. I had eBay bucks. So I didn't spend anything. What does that even mean? eBay so uh, when you buy things or when I buy things on eBay, I signed into eBay rewards. And it's just like a credit card. As uh, you buy things, you rack up points. You get credit. And it's like they cash out like every four or five months. So it's random when they, I never even know, right? They just so happen to cash out. And I was like, holy snap. Like, well, I've got money. It's on sale. I got nothing else to do. Might as well check out Doom. Cool. So yeah, I was happy with it. The other game that I've been playing is Star Wars Republic Commando, yeah. which I, I was excited to get into because so many people love this game. 
This one I'm not quite as impressed with. Um, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm playing it. I do enjoy kind of what it feels. It feels like I'm playing an old Halo game. Like it, It's showing its age, though. Right? It's so blatantly feels like a halo game like it's it's a corridor shooter like you've got the visor hud you know the helmet and everything Mm -hmm. like it just feels like that which is cool that you're playing it on the go here's the thing i expected i think a little bit more from the port like when i've seen footage of this game it's it's like remastered although they're not calling it remastered but like on other consoles it's remastered Mm -hmm. on switch legit feels like i'm playing a like an original xbox game on switch which is fine like i'm not i'm not bashing it because it isn't good enough but really like i i i I was expecting something more like turok like turok and turok 2 right or n64 games that were remastered that are on switch they look great they look amazing and they're super fun to play i was expecting something like that like i don't mind that it looks dated but like let's make it look real sharp let's make it look real bright let's make it look real crisp it's not it just feels like i'm playing like a an emulated game like an old just yeah like the the game as it originally was so the people who are, who are porting these Star Wars games onto Switch and other consoles right now, Aspire, they're known to do this. Like with mm. the Star Wars Jedi Outcasts or Jedi Knights or whatever. All the previous Star Wars games that are porting into Switch, they're just doing the same thing here. It's 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 just hd It's like literally like the Super Mario like 64 mm-hmm. HD, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what we have, so. Yeah, that's yeah, what they're it's doing. It's fine. I'm still playing it. Um, I've yet to see... I'm, I'm, I almost, you hear me hesitate in my voice. I almost hate to say anything negative about a Star Wars thing because like Star Wars just isn't really my thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It never really has been. I've yet to see why people beloved this game so much so far. I'm like two hours into it and I'm like, I'm not saying it's bad. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, it's your standard first person shooter affair right like we've done this okay. you know thousands of yeah. times by now like what's what makes it special that may what makes it people there's so many people leading up to this game's release i've seen 20 tweets my favorite star wars game ever you're gonna have to talk to jason man and i'm like <laughs> the star wars I, hype about and, it and that's it i'm i'm playing it and i'm like i don't i don't get it <laughs> you know like but uh that aside I'm really, I'm really digging it. And then uh, I have been playing the new game that came out last night. I was going to ask you guys, do you guys want to talk about that now or do you want to talk about it when the news hits? Now. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. So I've been playing Pac-Man 99, which you guys have as well. So uh, yeah. go ahead. Tell me what you guys think. I'm addicted. I, I, yeah? I like, love it. <laughs> was very lukewarm about Pac-Man for, you know, 48 hours ago and now I'm totally in. I, mm. I played it so late last night. I had dreams about it. When it came out, I was pretty hyped because uh, I do like my, my Pac-Man. I've got Pac-Man mm-hmm. 256, and I had the Pac-Man Battle Royale game on on Stadia, and I played like the – I still have the old ports of the Pac-Man games that are on 360. Like Pac-Man is something that we kind of do. Have you guys played Pac-Man 256? I have not. Yeah, no. It's super fun. It's super – I love the way it, like it's laid out. It's like a 3D like kind of 2.5D type – anyway. Oh, wow. um, so I was excited when the news dropped. Uh, I think I'm more excited having played it than I even I was when the news dropped. I was like, oh, this Me is too. cool. This would be fun for Pac-Man. And then actually playing it, it's like my thumb's kind of sore. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I've been you playing it a lot. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, this is this is real good. Um, I bought the unlock and a couple Ooh, themes. You did. I didn't buy oh. any of the DLC. I don't think yeah, I will. Either. Maybe I will, but I probably won't. Um, the unlock. I like it. 
so like twenty nine ninety nine, you'll get everything, or you can unlock all the modes for fifteen bucks, and then the the themes are like a buck fifty each or two bucks something like that. But the unlocks allow you to play the game locally, like offline. So you can play oh, okay. against like the computer and stuff. So if you're on the bus or you're on the go, you know, if you're traveling with your Switch and you can't connect, then at least you can kind of still play on your own. And it's got levels and you can scroll up the difficulty and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Sorry to interrupt you. I like it a lot more than Tetris 99, and I think that's because I'm better at this. Me too. <laughs> Seems easier. I consistently score in the top 10 pretty much every time. Mm. It, the, the strategy um, is kind of there it's kind of simple uh, compared yeah. to tetris i think yeah. it's it's kind of simple how to you just try to rack up the the big balls and rack up the ghosts as much as you can mm-hmm. it and, took yeah. me a couple rounds to realize what the strategy was and how it's different than regular pac-man um, yeah. and i think once i started treating it as like a um, like this is going to sound kind of weird but i described it as like almost like a resource management type um game where you have to balance between okay like making sure you're using the little what are the little white ghosts called that you use for the trains and the um what do they call they call them jammer jammers? The jammers you're right yeah that's oh, okay. what they called them you know making sure that you're using those effectively making yeah. sure that you're using the power pellets effectively that you're really taking advantage of everything that it gives you do you both um, have wins no, yes. I do. I don't. I have like four seconds and no wins. So I want to make sure that I at least I have the loop right. So what I do is I just eat all the stuff until I get like enough ghosts out there. Then I hit all the jammers when I'm about to get the power up to chomp all the ghosts. Yeah. And um, I just kind of keep doing that over and over and over again. And Generally, then- I go for the jammers. Like I make sure that I'm taking like full advantage of the jammers, that they're yeah. never like that I'm. Whenever they're available, I go for them just to yeah. keep going. And I'll let the trail go for as long as I can and then do, like, a huge wipe of – and then, like, you could hear – I'm knocking people out by doing that. Yeah. Especially when it gets close to the end, like, in the top 20 or so. Like, you'll hear knockout, knockout. Um, and I'm using the attack knockout. For the first half, I use knockout. And then for, the for like, once it's in, like, the top 25, 30, I use um, – counter the counter wow so i i do the opposite i'm literally the entire opposite i start the game and counter and when i hit Mm. the top 10 then i just go full let's let's knock folks out Mm. i don't even change that at all (laughs) i didn't didn't realize that i mean i saw them on the side i was like yeah i don't have to worry about it i just (laughs) Uh, go after the good people because there's there's good people and yeah um yeah Mm -hmm. and just kind of making sure and like i will um pick up a power pellet even if i'm not near any of the ghosts just to get rid of the ones that slow you down to like kind of clear the board Mm -hmm. yep um, and then I, I'm just, it's kind of like a loop of like, okay, first I get the jammers, then I collect pellets to spawn another fruit, then I'll hit like some power pellets along the way, eat the ghosts, mm-hmm. and then like once I have, there is a maximum for the chain of the, the jammers behind, <laughs> I found out, you'll eventually be able to stop picking up jammers after the ghost chain is a certain length. You'll have mm. to go get the ghost after mm. a while. Okay. Um, you can't make it infinitely long. <laughs> I think it's like four cycles or something. Wow. Well, I was going to say, I think I've only done like two. Maybe I need to I do to see how longer far cycles. I, how many jammers I, I can I get never went past them. one cycle. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It's four cycles. Wow, Rebecca's so like eight, so much better than me at this. total rows. <laughs> That's how she won. That's how Ed's, she won. Ed's saying he's using the D-pad. And then I came in second like four times in a row. Yeah, that's yeah. I've gotten a bunch of seconds and I can get in the top 20. You know, I... When I first got started, I finished my first round. I finished like ninth, 
And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then like the next 10 rounds, I don't think I broke the top 50. I was like, damn it. Like, what's happening? I'm getting worse. And then today, today I kept playing like in between work breaks and emails. And yeah, it's, it's just really, really good. I really like it. Um, it'll stick around, you know, like it'll be like Tetris 99, like whenever they pop it out into the switch online or whatever, like you can buy the game and play it. So I saw some folks on Twitter. They were scared. They're like, is this going to disappear? Like, after, no like Mario? It's like, no, this, People are panicking. this is a whole different thing, guys. Like it's a different publisher and everything else. This is just more like a, I mean, it's going to be a free to play game anyway, but this is like a, like an early access mm-hmm. type thing is what you're mm-hmm. getting with your Nintendo Switch Online. Um, but the themes are really cool. But I saw Ed, he mentioned he's using his D-pad. Oh, I, turned, I did that at first. I didn't even know you could turn it. I turned it off as soon as I found out that you could. I moved to the stick because yeah. this shows the error of the ways of my Ben Bach D-pad. <gasps> Does it? Well, yeah, I feel like, definitely um, not going to play with that. Oh, really? Pac-Man <laughs> is meant to be like Mario is meant to be played with the D-pad, in my opinion. Pac-Man is a game that is meant to be played with a control stick because I think of like the joystick, like, the joystick, like yeah. yeah, from arcades. Like I feel like that's how it's meant to be played. Yeah, yeah. It feels more natural. Yep. So I, I I turned it and moved to the stick, and I was good. But uh, yeah, like I can already feel like my thumb. I feel like I've uh, it's like the first day you play guitars. I'm starting to build a Pac-Man the callus. Nine callus. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It's addicting. It is I'm, good. I'm surprised. For Tetris 99, they had the events where they had like the, I forget what they were called, um, but where it was like a different theme based on whatever game was coming out. And then you could like, if you got so many points, you could get the in-game theme yeah. of that game. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll do that yeah. um, for this game, even though there's paid DLC already, like with themes? I do. I think they'll. Yeah. I think they'll throw in, I mean... I mean, it's a good question. I haven't really given a whole lot of thought. I just assume that it, I guess that's a better way of thinking. Yeah. I just assume that they would. I would imagine that they would do like a, a Mario theme or something like yeah. that, just to spruce it up and give it, you know, a little special thing. And do you think they'll stop the themes for Tetris ninety nine or the events for Tetris ninety nine? Then is Tetris Bandai Namco? I don't think so. That's no. the first thing I was. No, thinking no, too. no, they're not. So I don't think they would like give up Tetris ninety nine for. That's what I'm thinking. Pac-Man, because they're two different companies then. Yeah, serving hmm. that game. Um, I think they'll they'll set out themes just because every time I hear someone doing a new theme in Tetris ninety nine, people are back in the Tetris yep. ninety nine. So yeah, yeah, it just I just create back into it. yeah, create an explosion. I do love these themes. I said that like in the original tweet when they like, kind of flashed through a few of them. Like, mm-hmm. I'm more into themes for this than I ever was. For, for Tetris 99 and I I don't maybe it's just because I like Pac-Man I mean I like Tetris too it's just like they never I don't know they never did much for me but like I already bought I got Dig Dug I got Galaga well like four or five of them I was like this is cool I got some of like the Namco presents and I was like this is really really neat um, I'd love I to just, see like I would love to see a Donkey Kong theme oh, yeah I think I just too. really didn't feel attached to any of the um, like the Namco games I didn't really grow up with any of those I have get those Namco much. collections so maybe I don't feel like I need 30 and one theme uh-huh. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. well I mean like original Xbox like PlayStation one right those Namco collections like were a parent's dream it's like hey give us 20 bucks and here's 18 games your kids can try go figure out how to play dig dug kids (laughs) (laughs) i got a lot of those um so yeah that's cool and like i said the news is that it came out exclusive for nintendo switch online jeff grubb kind of was teasing everything he's called wild card all week and then it popped and i was like here it is here's your wild card pac-man 99 which 
it's a pleasant surprise. I really like it. I I have I think I spent twenty bucks on it, like all all told to unlock everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that I have it because now I can play it offline if I'm, you know, at work or something like that. And it's it's a really fun game. I, I like it. It's like Pac Man two fifty six is kind of like a Pac Man endless runner, and this kind of feels like that too because you can just kind of keep playing. It's just kind of endless Pac Man. So this is a mega one more game type of game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. And if you really like it, if our going. if our listeners really like it, I'm not trying to tell you to not play 99. But if you've never played 256, give it a try. It's cool. The one thing I don't like about this, I don't mind if they have paid DLC for certain modes, but I think it's kind of BS that they have the private matches under paid DLC. They should have offered private matches for free. I think that's kind of silly that they don't. Hmm. That doesn't seem like a mode that should be behind a paywall to me. That I want to play with my friends. I'm already yeah. paying for Switch Online. Yeah, but it's Bandai, not Nintendo. Oh. Well, I mean, they would be on Nintendo to then compensate Bandai for that. Maybe. Can I mean, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm, I'm for anything practice? that gives us more games for less money. Like, I'm all for it. But at the same time. Do that with Tetris 99. I, I, I'm not that into Tetris I 99. I haven't played it in like a, I've never a year. Heard. A private match with Tetris 99. Listeners, let us know if you can have private matches for free in Tetris 99. I'm, I'm, I'm I've never heard sure of private matches. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I agree with you. I think it, it's fun to play with your friends, but I could uh, I could also see why it's a free-to-play game. I could see why they want to... They got to monetize it somehow, right? Like They're probably trying to make some money. Yeah. That's an easy way of trying to do it. It's only $14. You know, but I'm with you. And you have to have all your friends pay $14. Hey, I'm all Mr. Game Pass. I'm all for it. Give me all the stuff, Nintendo. Like, I want all the free stuff. I'm just, you know, I can see how that's going. And Bandai's like, hey, we want this much money. Nintendo's like, no. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Absolutely not. Maybe they will one day. Maybe they will. Um, Before you get into some of the other games you guys have been playing, let's hit these Pac-Man 99 related questions. So G-Man writes, Pac-Man 99 is really awesome and feels like a good replacement for Super Mario 35. I agree. Now, what I want is to ask if COVID didn't happen, do you think Super Mario 35 was originally going to last a year and Pac-Man 99 would have already come out earlier? I have... I have no idea, to be I don't honest. Know the timing people of are suggesting that it was delayed because Pac-Man's anniversary was last year. So people mm. are thinking oh. that it got delayed because this kind of seems like it would be the sort of thing to celebrate Pac-Man's what I gotcha. anniversary Okay. Whatever Maybe. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Kevin, after seeing Tetris 99, Mario 35, and now Pac-Man 99, what franchise do you think is the next one? What franchise do you want to see, and if you can, if you can explain how it would work, I have a couple ideas. Do you, do you guys? Do you need a minute? I thought. Uh, well, one is an idea that I steal from like some like I see a bunch of people talking about this on Twitter, and I think I just saw people um, in our chat just now talking about it. But WarioWare '99 oh, would yeah. absolutely work. Put in a bunch of the micro games, and then just have it micro game after micro game after micro game, and you keep going until like you fail, I guess, and see who can go the longest. Don't I feel like that is already an endless game. Sean took my answer, but you're right. <laughs> you're right, Rebecca. You're right. That, that would WarioWare would work. Have, yeah, WarioWare on the Switch. That's not my idea. That's one that I've in the same on Twitter. In the same vein, Rhythm Heaven Fever also wouldn't be yeah. like the worst idea. Yeah. Um, my ideas were Donkey Kong. I think Donkey Kong 99 works for obvious reasons. And then the other one that I wanted to bring up was um, um, Bust a Move. 
or aka bubble bubble as most people know it as oh. uh, or even like peggle i know peggle's like not on switch which oh, is yeah. really a shame why isn't peggle on switch but but yeah like anything like that like bust a move would be a really fun i uh, I don't know about you guys. If you guys, did you guys ever get into any of that? I, I've never. No. Oh man, dang! I love Bust a Move. Um, me and my foster mom played the hell out of Bust a Move back in the day. That was like her game. Like she hated video games to get into them, but whatever it was, man, those colorful little dinosaurs and the little match three thing, she was all into Bust a Move. So, um, so that she got me into it, and uh, and I always liked it. So yeah, something like that, like Peggle, you know, like I think that'd be cool, or um, like you know. Donkey, uh, Dr. Mario, right? Like kind of similar thing, you know, Pokemon Puzzle League 99 or whatever. Oh, that would be really yeah. nice. Yeah. Stuff like that works really, really well. It, but it's, I guess I feel a little lackluster because it's basically the same thing. So I'm not like really going out of my way <laughs> you know, with this or anything. It's, it's mm-hmm. basically the same game. I was thinking, I think a lot of people are saying it, Galaga 99. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to figure out like what's the best way to go about that though. Because, I mean, it's just all about just the shooting, the yeah. specific kinds of ships, I guess. And, like, maybe once you capture a ship and get a double shooter, it's like you get more power-ups and attack other people. I don't know. I, I, I would like to see what that variation would be like, though. I would be totally in for Galaga 99. Ooh. So, what I was thinking of Galaga, right? Like, you've got the, the, the baddies that, like, fall down, right? And you yeah. just kind of keep going. So, I was thinking, like... Like Pac-Man, or not Pac-Man 99, like Pac-Man 256, like an endless runner where you're constantly like going up like an arcade mode, like something like, um, like, like an F-Zero or like, yeah. like I was thinking in my head, I was actually thinking like Mario Kart Tour, right? Where you just kind of have like the screen, you're always going up, but the track and everything moves around it. Like you could do something like that, that just constantly goes until everybody gets knocked out or gets hit with something or, you know, falls behind a certain amount of time or something like that. Like... You could do something like that with like a mm-hmm. racing game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Probably. think so. Like an excite bike. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm trying to think of other like popular arcade games, like Space Invaders comes to mind. I feel mm-hmm. like they could do something creative with that. I don't know. It's a good question. I th- Golden T ninety nine guys. Sure. <laughs> Just give it to Donnie. <laughs> That's all I got in the arcade. I didn't grow up in the arcades, guys. I got I got nothing else for you. Pong ninety nine. Ooh, that oh, that actually sounds cool. fun. Really? <laughs> yeah, How would kind you of. Tell that work? Like if it got really like if you were playing, let's say you were playing against another person, and everybody else was also playing against another person. Oh, and you could like get creative, like get multiple balls in there. Yeah, like and it just oh, starts to yeah. get crazy. And if you die, you just get knocked out, and some like the next person, you just keep going. Yeah, I don't hate that idea at all. Ninety-nine guys, let's do it. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun. That's pretty good. I like it. Pinball. Tony in the chat says pinball. Any pinball, pinball thing would, would work. Pinball would be cool. That yeah, would pinball cool. would work really well. Yeah, because that would be a good way for like attacking and stuff with mm-hmm. things on your board and stuff. And then there's an easy loss for that. You just lose lose the ball. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like it. Balloon fight ninety-nine. Sean <laughs> Capri says. <laughs> Duck hunting. I love it. Wave race. Oh, I like that, Garrett. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's the one I want. I like of all the answers, Garrett. I like yours the most. There you go. Duck Hunt 99. We need more Duck Hunt in the world. Yeah, we do. Rebecca, besides Pac-Man, now that the pack is back, what 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 else are you playing? 
I also recently started, I don't think I mentioned this last week, I think, because I started it two weeks ago and I kept playing it this week. Maybe I did mention it, you can cut me off if I did, but I started playing Zelda Four Swords Adventures, which is the Zelda that is the multiplayer four one mm -hmm. uh, that's on the GameCube. A lot of people confuse Four Swords, which was the one that was tied with A Link uh, to the Past on Game Boy Advance, which you had to have four people with Link cables to play it. You couldn't play it single player, but this is Four Swords Adventures on the GameCube, which you can play it single player and control all four of the links, just like in Triforce Heroes. Mm -hmm. Or if you wanted to play it uh, two, three, or four players, you would have you um, and then your friends have to have the Game Boy Advance with the link into the GameCube. Super janky. Super, wow. like, hardly, <laughs> this is why hardly anybody has ever played that game multiplayer the way that it is intended. I'm playing it single player, though. I, um... I bought the game for GameCube, um, and I really like this Zelda game. I'm trying to play all of the Zeldas that I've never played before, um, mm -hmm. which is only a few now. And this one is kind—it's—it's it's really challenging. A lot of what I like know about Zelda, there are puzzles in this game that are not in any other Zelda games. Um, there. Um, are like there's a lot of for as many differences there are there's so many more similarities to games like wind waker they use a lot of assets from they use a lot of assets from um a link to the past and the minish cap so it's like kind of those three oh, wow. zelda games in one have you played it donnie no no yes i have i had it for a long time um but i haven't played it since gamecube and i never finished it i think i i i, I think i vaguely remember playing it the day that I had it or like the first time I had friends and then never playing it again because it's, you know. Yeah. So there's, I think there's eight or ten, I forget, there's eight or ten worlds and each of them have three levels inside of them. So it's not like one big cohesive world. You're like, jump. you have like the hub and then you're jumping mm -hmm. into the levels. So it's kind of like Triforce Heroes in that respect, um, which I know a lot, of, a lot of people are more familiar with that one. Um, but the I puzzles like are really Heroes. good. The levels are not that, uh, not that long. Um, you're collecting these things called uh, power gems, I think they are. They look like they're kind of like triangular, like Triforce-looking rupees that you're collecting. And you need 2,000 of them to beat the level after you get to the end of the level. Um, you're kind of going through and you're solving these puzzles, but there's story involved in it, too. And it's bringing back Vaddy, who's one of my favorite villains from, he's from the Minish Cap. It's actually from Four Swords, but I know him from the Minish Cap. Um, I um, am glad that I'm playing this one. I think not... Probably many people have played it. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like this is a really good contender for them to port to the Switch at some point and add online to it. Make it like Triforce Heroes where you can team up with people for each of the levels. They're not long. It'll be a lot of fun. That'd be cool. There, there's it, good levels in this. Is it hard to control with just one player in this game compared to multiplayer? It would be. Um, the way that they do it is much better than in Triforce Heroes. So you have, um, like, on your your GameCube little D-pad here, you can switch mm -hmm. between... Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. They have, like, arrangements for you. And then you can use the C-stick, I think it is, to switch between each of the individual links. And, like, if you're playing as one of them, they um, the others can't get hurt. You can throw them across gaps and things like that but more often you're you're putting them in different formations so like you might put them in like a square shape you mm -hmm. might put them in a horizontal line a vertical line um and you use that to solve the puzzles and to fight enemies and stuff and that's um, kind of cool it, it's a lot more natural than it is in triforce heroes um, cool. i'm glad i'm playing this um i'm playing it kind of sporadically like just here and there on stream um you know it might take me a while to beat it but it, the levels are, are 
pretty easy and they're pretty quick. I expected that we would get a game like that on Switch mm-hmm. at some point, but uh, with all the ports and stuff that we're getting, like I, I'm, I'm not particularly not sure. sure, right? Like mm-hmm. if yeah. if all the rumors are be believed and we have the Mario 35th whatever and Breath of the Wild too, like yeah, I'm not, room for it. <laughs> I'm not sold that like we see Zelda again for like two years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Zelda might go dormant for a little while. Which, to be honest, like it just feels like it's a missed opportunity that because this is somebody told me this that it's the only Zelda game I guess besides Breath of the Wild then and the ones that are on the 3DS like the only I guess old Zelda game that has never been ported to another system. It's hmm. only released on the GameCube. It's never been re-released anywhere else, whereas every mm-hmm. other Zelda game has been. Yeah, uh, which is kind of a shame because it's a good one. Yeah, that was my my lasting oh, yeah. take of it, and I was excited. I was excited for the 3ds one when when it came out because i i remembered it but yeah i never grew up with like local you know local co-op players but with uh my kids we played a bit of triforce um i want to say maybe half of it or so Mm for my kids just kind of wear up but they really liked it especially Mm -hmm. they really enjoyed the boss battles like teaming up and like basically taking my direction because um in a lot of ways i attribute that um like on early shack days back in like 2015 when we were basically getting started i used to tell people like in a lot of ways i use that as a way of teaching my kids how to play zelda Hmm. because they would watch me play they would listen to me and i would tell them like Mm -hmm. the things i'm like all right here's what we have to do to beat this boss like aim for the eye go over here light the torches like we take that for granted because we've grown up with that institutional knowledge but if you've never done it like you get the controller you get dropped in a room you're like "I, i don't know what to do you know, like, and yeah, and I think for, like, my daughter almost beat Wind Waker completely when she was really into games, and Jack has beaten Breath of the Wild, and I think a big part of that was that multiplayer effort where I could show them the ropes, you know? Cool. I think it's definitely the kind of game where I wish I was playing it, multiplayer. Um, it's, it is playable single player, but it definitely feels like it's meant to be played with other people, which it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, so it's a shame that I'm not, but, um, Yeah. What about you, Garrett? What you playing? You, you know what I'm playing. I just I tell you, Riza. I tell you. Well, actually, I need to get back to that. Actually, <laughs> you're right, Donnie. Probably later this year, sometime. Are you even a real Terror Rising fan? Come on. Pro- probably Come not. Because you're <laughs> the biggest fan. That, oh, <laughs> that's how I feel about Suda. Everybody's like, "Ooh, no more heroes, Donnie." It's like I've met some Suda fans, and I don't know if I can. <laughs> like, no. I don't know if I can claim to be one. <laughs> <laughs> yourself with those <laughs> fan base uh more monster hunter yeah and it's been fun uh i'm about 20 hours in now nice and it's it's been really good um yesterday i beat the flagship monster on on the title screen magnamalo um he was super super cool one of one of the my favorite hunts sounds like magmar's um, evolution basically <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> anyways um the monster is really unique compared to the previous because it has its own element like explosion and it's super big, but also really fast too. So he's, he's just a scary dude overall. You have to dodge his tail a lot. Um, he's unpredictable. He likes goes up in the air and can just mash you wherever you want mm. in the field. So um, he, he's really different compared to the other monsters that like, like flying type, a dragon type. Okay. This is a rock type monster. I know how to deal with it. This one he was just so unpredictable. So glad I, I beat him yesterday. I have to beat him like five more times to get the full set armor, but at least I got through that. Um, 
I played some with Kaiju on Tuesday and Saturday, I think. Yeah. And, and also with a few other PSVG members. Now, we're, we're using the chat. We're using the voice channel on, on Discord. Um, it's been super fun. Uh, rising up that hunter rank, uh, the multiplayer aspect of the Monster Hunter. Um, and just it's just grinding now. Now I got to the credits. I'm I still need to finish. Wait, every... so you rolled credits? Yeah. So once you beat the flagship monster, you roll credits. But that's when people say it's just getting started. And it's like okay. Oh, that's like the prologue. Yeah, I feel like that's like a side like point to do in Monster Hunter. Like yeah, you've I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh, so it's started. like like Pokemon Snap. Like you haven't you haven't played the whole game yet, and you've you've got a lot more to find. It's like Animal Crossing where you roll credits, but it's like, no, you know you're going to play a lot more than I gotcha. that. Yeah. Okay. Is there new content or you be doing a lot of the same content? No, no. There's more content. There, there's more content after. Like, there's a whole, like, I think two more lines of quests and new monsters to Is go it, through. I guess kind of like in Breath of the Wild where, like, you can go fight Ganon and roll the credits and you, you beat the game, but there's so much more to explore. Yeah, yeah, kind of like y- you do have to face a f- certain amount of hunts and monsters before you get to the flagship monster, um, Magnamalo, to roll credits. And then once you get there, you'll roll credits. But like after that, there's so much more to do. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to keep grinding and get the best armor I can. I got my tu- my dual blades from Magnamalo, the sinister daggers, explosive element. Looks so cool. I can't wait to get the full set armor. Um, but yeah, I'm just having a good old time. I'm playing it every night, just nice. at least two hours and just having fun. It, it, it is like an endless boss rush mode game that, mm. and, and I just really enjoy the action part of it. Now I'm getting so used to the dual blades. Now I, I tried other different weapons too, like the charge blade and I'm glad I'm cha- I'm changing up different weapons cause I'm, I'm learning how they work too and what's their advantage. The charge blade is kind of cool because it's a sword and shield. And then during um, some attack combos, you merge them together and it's like a one axe. And so you're able to like refill the gauge to merge them together. And then you can do magic electrical attacks with with the axe sword. And it's like you can pull off some really sick combos with that. And so in every weapons like that, there, there is some sort of technique you go through and you can do some massive damage to the monster. Um, I also want to say the wire bug again, changes the whole landscape of monster hunter, like ebb and flow. It's so much faster. It is way, way faster with the wire bug and with pallet move, the, the dog, um, you get to just ride on the dog and just chase after the monster. And um, normally, yeah, w- normally when you faint, it kind of sucks because you go all the way back to the hub and you have to run all the way back to the monster in Monster Hunter World, that, that was just a slog to me. But now it's like, okay, I fainted. Let's ri- ride on Palamut. Let's get the great wire bug so I can just teleport myself across the map. It's so much faster now, nice. which is good. Um, that's why I think it's the, probably the most accessible Monster Hunter game. It's just how I still I still see people talking about... I still see people giving it praise for like... There's almost like a disbelief that it's even on Switch. For how it looks, for how it runs, it's like the crazy, load times, man. the size of the world. Like, there's a lot of people that are still like, this is nuts. It's a technically astounding, man. Like, that's, undocked, that's awesome. I'm like, that's, it's just so cool. I saw some, um, uh, somebody streaming it. It looked really nice. Like, mm-hmm. the yeah. color popped. 
yeah yeah um no complaints with it of course it's 30 frames of course there's some like sacrifices they need to make but overall the game runs super smooth run and, and the yeah the loading screens it's like 10 seconds max and then you're just back to the hub or back to the world so nice enjoying it awesome man well, we're going to get into This Week in Nintendo. We already talked about Pac-Man 99, so we'll just scooch down here and we'll talk about E3 being officially back as a reimagined all-virtual event that will take place June 12th through June 15th. The organizer announced that early commitments from various video game companies, including Xbox, Nintendo, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Capcom, and Konami, um, there will not be a paid tier for access to demos or anything like that online. And uh, Doug Bowser tweeted about it. I got to tell you, I was like, oh, yeah, Doug, oh, yeah. Doug's around. That's a thing. That's he, He's a guy <laughs> that exists. Uh, he said, it's going to be great to get the video game industry back together with our fans this June. We'll make the virtual event format fun and engaging. Look forward to seeing you all in June. So what do you guys uh, What do you guys think about E3 coming back? You, you excited? You hyped? I'm morbidly curious <laughs> what this is going to be like. It's cool that Nintendo is supporting E3 because I feel like they always have been doing it. Uh, of course, they'll do their own thing and be like, hey, we're th- we'll do our direct and like yeah. we'll probably showcase some games and have our own little section. But at least they're in that time frame. You know, they're scheduling yeah, I it. Like, they're I like consolidating knowing, to, to those days, right? Knowing that we're going to see things from those companies in that time that is not like going throughout the whole summer and having it all stretched out. And having Come see us on Tuesday at... 2.45 and Friday at 8 in the morning and Saturday at midnight and we're going to be over here in UK yeah. time. And I think that's what I like about E3 is having it all in the same couple days, everybody getting hype about the same yep. things at the same time and yep. just knowing when to expect it. Now, I know I didn't even realize until a couple days later that the it's like a few days like shifted earlier than so it like starts on a Friday. I think I that's think, right. Then, mm. then it goes to Tuesday. And Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like Tuesday? Yeah, something okay. like that. Whereas yeah. usually, like, Nintendo show would fall kind of around on, like, the Tuesday. Yeah, day. I think they'll be Tuesday oh. this year again. So it'll, you think they'll be the last day? Yeah, they typically are. I mean, if I mean, who knows, right? Friday? Like, yeah, they typically are the last showcase every year. Huh. They always yeah, go last. Yeah, they're normally yeah. last showcase. Yeah. yeah, there might be somebody that goes after them, but, like, typically they're the end of the presentation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but usually I think um, Xbox goes first, usually followed by, or I guess in years past, like, EA has kind of gotten out in front and gone first, but yeah. historically speaking, Xbox usually goes first. Maybe then uh, what is it? Ubisoft, PlayStation, Nintendo? Is think the something time, like that. Timeline yeah. always is it always like? Why do I feel like it's a couple days shifted? Why do I think that it like starts on a mon- usually start on a Monday? The show floor opens on like Wednesday or something. Yeah, like the show floor opens after the presentations, but uh, I mean the last. I'm just going off memory. Like I don't have it in front of me, Rebecca. Yeah. So maybe I'm just okay. wrong. But no, off my memory, I'm. I'm I feel confident that like, I think, I think a few years ago we used to go like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I think a couple, three or four E3s ago, like they shifted to Sunday. I think the show started yeah. on Sundays and then we, cause I've, I can tell you, I have vivid memories of being up late on Sunday nights at PSVG. <laughs> I think one year we did Bethesda till like one in the morning or something. Bethesda I think Sunday night. Weird, yeah. yeah. So like, I, I think, I think that's been a thing for at least a couple of okay. them. But maybe not. I don't know. I'm. I would get very frustrated because E3 is always falls on the last week of school, and mm. I take off any days on the last week of school because it's the last week. Oh no! You got to come stream with us. 
Well, I can't stream anyway. I have to help cover with Twinfinite. Oh, Bammer. Blow them off. <laughs> Shit time. That's why I do it because I enjoy it. Aww. <laughs> the first Nintendo E3 with them because we didn't have E3 last time. Okay. Um, well, Garrett, yeah. you're, you're riding with me, right? Yep. We're good. We're, we'll, we'll pull the weight. <laughs> we'll have all of our three viewers on, on Twitch. I've stream. never streamed a, um, like a director E3 or anything like that before. Hmm. That's a blast. I mean, it's it's quite a lot of fun, um, especially when there's really cool things that you're really excited for. Mm. See, I don't know if I would like it because <laughs> I like to listen to the announcements and like. There's a part of that. Every word and. Yeah, there's a part of that. It's a lot. I feel like we've had folks on staff that when we're streaming and they don't like, they're like, shut up. <laughs> and they're, like they don't want to be. Yeah. Shut up, Garrett. I want to hear it. They don't want to talk about anything. Whereas, like, I'll sit there and just like make fun of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about making fun of stuff. Yeah, me and Devin uh, every year. <laughs> For the last, I don't know, four or five years, me and Devin always do Devolver together. The Devolver. And it is a blast. It was like my favorite time of the year is me, Devin, watching Devolver together. Just literally, you just watch us. We're sitting there. We're like, what the hell's happening? What's that's, that's a good one to react to. Um, um, but yeah. If, if I'm not working, I will consider. Okay. Well, you don't have okay. to. But it is it is one but of the... I was, um, yeah, I'll most likely be like putting up a sign on my door at work saying I'm in a very important meeting. meeting. Not walk in. Yeah, <laughs> in a Zoom meeting. For the last four or five years, I take off E3. My my entire office knows to expect it, and it comes at like the worst possible time because we have a major event July Fourth. So it's like two weeks ahead of that, and it's always you know it's like hard planning. And I'm like, yep, I'm taking this time off. <laughs> like, Figure it out, guys. It's it's basically it's like my Christmas. It is no there, there's no contest. I'm off these days. Whether you give them to me or not, you can find me, you can punish me, but I'm not coming. Like, I'm off. <laughs> See, I'm pretty sure the 15th, if if Nintendo's is June 15th, I'm pretty sure that's our last day of school this year. Oh, that's so late. Bummer. I know. And I can't, so I can't take off of that. Goodness. And I can't, I'm going to have to actually do stuff on that day. Oh, man. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I was telling Elaine last night off show, I was like, oh, yeah, because this is, remember, like, she just got here. She's new. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, we stream everything. She's like, what? I'm like, we're, every show. Like, we're going to be live for days. <laughs> like, get ready. Nonstop. I want to I wanna be part of it. I'll, I'll try. I'm going to try. Right I hard. personally like hanging out with people and watching it together. I think it's it's fun with friends, mm -hmm. um, that communal effort. Um, and like with this with this program that we use it's really easy to just share a screen and throw something on the side so like the production effort that we used to do with the obs and everything and getting everybody on a call i think is going to be way easier than it was ever before mm -hmm. so like now i'm even looking forward to it even more because i think it'll be less of a stress um but i i let's go ahead and get into this question sterling what games no hang on is that the right one yeah yeah sterling what games do you think are most likely for nintendo's e3 presentation and do you think all these companies being involved with e3 is giving the show new life or prolonging its demise if you don't mind i'd like to take the last one first mm. um i never really thought e3 Gosh. was going to die or like go away um there were like hints there for a while like they had to take the year off and then they had they had their unfortunate event um with uh with the journalists you know information that got leaked and all that and that was bad mm. um but like I feel like there was a concentrated effort, like a groundswell movement to like E3 doesn't need to exist. And it's there's like a really tangible reason why E3 exists. And there's a real reason why Nintendo and Xbox support them. Like they're not doing it like just out of, I mean, it's kind of goodwill, but like 
it's the it's to fund the ESA. <laughs> like the ESA is what puts on the E3, and the ESA is what lobbies on behalf of their partner membership for you know laws and copyright and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's a reason why they're doing this. There's a reason why they're gonna have E3, and there's a reason why they're gonna participate because I think there is a part of it where they want to support the ESA. Now, as digital times transition and we have directs and stuff like that, I do think, you know, things need to be tweaked, right? Because, yeah, you don't need to charge somebody $50,000 put on a trade show when they can just stream an event. Like, I get that. Um, And I think we're seeing that as they turn it more into a fan-focused event. But I don't think E3 is going anywhere because it serves as a giant funding source for the ESA to do what they do, which then in turn saves the partner membership money. They don't have to spend more money to be partners. And I don't think the ESA is going away anytime soon because what they do, while it's very easy for us because we're consumers and sometimes the ESA can feel very anti-consumer, but what they do for the companies is very important. Mm -hmm. You know, the copyright stuff, the hacking stuff, the piracy stuff, you know, every time some senator gets mad about a game having a boob in it or, 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 you know, violence or somebody's head cut off, right? Like the ESA or the folks that lobby support to make sure that those regulations don't stop us. Or if somebody wants to tax, you know, Japanese imports 20% or something that's going to screw with the gaming business. That's the type of stuff that the ESA deals with. So like they're going to be there. And as long as they're around, they're going to figure out a way to have E3. Now, whether, it becomes the core focus of the gaming industry to announce games or not. That remains to be seen. Yeah. But like E3 is not going, going anywhere. I don't, I don't think. I don't think it's going anywhere, but I, I think you're right, Donnie, that E3 needs to change somehow. And I, and of course with COVID and everything completely forced their hand Yeah. with mm-hmm. the digital uh, streaming. But like, I, I think what E3 needs to be like is, is, is that digital streaming and, I really want them to grow from there. Consolidate it to that time. I think that's what we like. Mm-hmm. PAX is sporadic. It's all over the place. They don't have a digital thing right now. Um, and then all those directs from companies and third parties, the Summer Games Fest, it's all spread out. And it's just like, okay, we'll catch it when we can, or mm-hmm. we may never catch it and just let it be because it's not. highlights to show up on YouTube, on Twitter. Yeah, yep. yeah. That was the case a lot of the times for last year. Like, yeah, yeah. Really keep up with all of them. Mm-hmm. So, so E3, what it needs to do is like grow from this this birthing place of this digital aspect. I think they need to embrace it. I don't. And honestly, at this point, if they ever thought about doing a show floor again, they will. It, I, it, it, okay, so if when they do, it it'll focus more on the fan aspect, yep. less about the the press. Yep. Yep. I think I think we're at that point now. And I I, <laughs> I want to say something that I think might come off as a hot take, but I think that's why we're seeing um, a trendy take from journalists to be kind of anti-ESA or anti-E3 is because they are kind of getting pushed out because you don't need, you know, folks live streaming there with a anymore. set. Like, yeah, like they can just go <laughs> straight to YouTube. And I, I wonder if that's a part of it. I'm not saying it is, but I wonder if that is a part of it because you can obviously kind of see the transitions happening there. You know, like we can cover the event and we're nobody. (laughs) We're like, you know, we're all across the place. We can cover the event. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a part of it. Um, And I agree with they They're definitely going to do a show floor. It will still be an event. I do agree with you that I love the idea of we talked about this last week, so I won't beat it to death. But I love the idea of making it a digital event as well. That could limit the queues. That could bring more people in. And that could that could offset a lot of costs 
for them. Like if they, oh, are, you sure. know, if they're not going to have the big stages and the big, like they, maybe they don't need the LA center anymore to do what they do. They right. Really maybe they can get a it. smaller place, but through digital, they can still offset that and make revenue other ways. And I would totally give them, I said it last week, 25, 35, 50 bucks. Like not, I'm not going to give them $300 and crazy, but yeah. like the price of a game to get early access to some developers, some publishers, some demos, mm -hmm. I think that's fair. And I think gaming is definitely big enough that enough people would be interested in that. Yeah. Like gaming's I, huge. I think that would be a huge revenue stream for yeah. them. And they're just yeah. not realizing it because a lot of people watch E3, mm -hmm. like like us, like all the gaming, hardcore gaming community. It's just we've never had a chance to go to E3. I feel yep. like E3 has even reached beyond kind of like, you know, the, the it's it's becoming more of a mainstream thing. That, like the Game Awards, I feel Definitely. like I hear more casual gamers mm. talking about it. They're familiar with it. It's they a part of the culture. It. Yeah. It's not a, kind of like a niche thing anymore. I wonder, like Keely, if they could also take it to a place where maybe they could turn it into some sort of... I want to say television product, but you know what I mean? Like a streaming service or something like yeah. that. Like, cause they could have exclusive rights to something like this. They could say, Hey, we're going to put on this event on behalf of our membership and we're going to give you exclusive access to stream this to like Twitch or Amazon or, you know, like that's money. That's big money. <laughs> you know, like if you could say like, Hey, we're exclusively on Twitch. You can't watch E3 on YouTube. Yeah. That's big money for Amazon. They're like, yeah, we want that. We want you to do that. So, like, there are ways to monetize this to keep it around. It just needs to evolve, catch yeah. up with the times a little bit. So, getting into the fun question, now that we hammered out the boring business part of it, uh, what do you guys think will be it likely for Nintendo's E3 presentation? I made fun of Game Explain last night, Rebecca, because I saw Jeff Grubb's article come out and everybody started posting. And, like, Game Explain had a predictions video out like an hour later. <laughs> it's like, <Really>? Joey. <laughs> <laughs> like they must Goodness. have been they were jonesing to get back on that train so i thought um, it's friendly it's friendly fun I, I listened to it It was enjoyable i feel like we see something breath of the wild too really i think we see something mm. yeah i agree with you well definitely i i think i would lock that in i'm sure we'll see something yeah well it's i'm sure time. we'll see something yeah um i think we get a smash fighter yeah, that would good be call. Pretty good, yeah. Wait a minute, how many more do we have left? Just one? I think two. Two? two? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, definitely. Definitely get another one. I don't think we'll get both. I think we'll get one. Will mm -hmm. that be the next one? We won't get one before then either, will we? We won't no. get one before yeah. then. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Bayonetta 3. I think there is at least one surprise that we don't know about that's coming out this year. That's My true. best guess for that would be Bayonetta 3, but... I mean, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't bet hard on that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I think there's something out there. There's a Bayonetta. There's an exclusive published by Nintendo that we don't know about. That's true. I think. I would like Shin Megami Tensei Five to be there. I haven't heard that game. That could be. As much. And they're supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's, it's worldwide release, like, day one. So. Hmm. I feel like I'm running out of things to hope for. Well, obviously, we'll have the Zelda ports. We'll see more Pokemon, right? We'll see Pokemon for sure. Zelda ports, I'm, I'm not too sure on. Didn't we decide that we wouldn't see that yet? Yeah. yeah so, I'm uh, I'm letting that go. Yeah. Like, If they're going to be at E3, we're going to get Zelda ports. We're going to see them at E3. Yeah. They're going to be dated, and they're going to come out this fall. I don't know if they're going to be a collection, a double pack. I don't know if there's a third game, I, if they're all separate. I have no idea. But those ports are coming, and we'll see well, them. Yes. Out. 
Oh. I don't think we'll see any Switch hardware at the, the presentation. It's not really in their vein to announce hardware at E3. I think they do that, like, afterwards. So... Okay, I'm going to rope in a question from Kaiju. If Nintendo potentially has big news coming with a fistful of unannounced games and a new console, when do you think would make the most sense to drop the news? All right, so touch it off where you... Right after. where Right where you left off. I've got two ways of answering that. If this hardware is coming this year, then I think we see it at E3. If it's launching in spring of next year, then it won't be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that'll be, but yeah, if it's, if it's coming out this fall, which some people still think it's coming out this fall, if it is, then we'll, I think we'll see at E3. And if not, well, it'll wait. Have they ever announced hardware at E3? Do they announce Switch Lite? I feel like they have, but maybe they they have. It's like a long time ago that they did that. And I wouldn't say if they have, it's quite possible that it wasn't like an announcement. It was like a, they showed it us again. Right, like they announced it in like a commercial, yeah, yeah, and then they yeah, yeah. followed up with like a, that's what a I'm thinking, deeper right dive. Or like, yeah. yeah, and Nintendo has been, especially with the light. The light is the easiest one. Um, you know, they've been pretty quick on their turnaround from announcement to launch, and yeah. especially the hardware. You know, they haven't had like these long, except for the Switch, though, right? Because the Switch they announced like a year in advance. <laughs> you know, so you know, there's there's pros and cons to both of that argument, but yeah, I think if it's I I stand by what I. Th- yeah, I think if it's coming out this year, then I think they'd probably show to E3 just to get folks hyped up. Mm-hmm. I think we get – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, especially if they're showing Breath of the Wild because you want to show what that can look like on new hardware. I, th- I think that's the important part. They could theoretically just show it to us and not say any hardware and have people speculate, oh, my God, uh, there's yeah. no way that's running on the Switch. Very good point. We talked about good. Shaq all summer long. <laughs> Nate the Drake said it's not. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nintendo just announced the hardware. <laughs> Do it all over again. Um, I think we see some kind of either Mario Rabbids 2 or something along that same vein. That'd be very I exciting. would love that. It'd be very I exciting. I feel like it's time for that. That might be that, that other game. Year, I think there's another game. There's another game. Like I see this fall. We've got these awesome ports. We've got Mario Golf coming off the summer. We have these ports of these Zelda games. We have the ports of Pokemon games. I still don't think Breath of the Wild 2 is this fall. I think it's next spring. Mm-hmm. So if, if that is the way I'm laying out the land, then I think there's another game in there. That's a perfect option for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe awesome. 2D no, Metroid. No, that's another good option. No mention of Metroid. I mean, that's always <laughs> the safe bet. Mention. Rebecca's have the safest <laughs> bet on the house. <laughs> You're not wrong. Metroid who? Phil Nower. Um, <laughs> Him. Um, <laughs> I think... Um, hmm. Do you guys know Metroid couldn't crawl? You guys? Metroid can't. <laughs> I think oh there will be... Shoot, I, was, I had something and it went away. I think I think the the rumor two D Metroid is a like that's a good candidate. It Bayo should be possible, yeah. That's good safe. candidate. Oh. Um, All right. What was I? Oh, I was gonna say they don't really um, ever have Pokemon at E three either. Usually that's their own thing. I think yeah, it's usually not Pokemon. in their direct. They did but once recently. They did for what was it? Was it Sword and Let's Shield? Go. They did it for Let's, Let's Go. go. Let's yeah. go. Okay. But yeah. they don't really, and I feel like because they come have already announced what's coming out this year, I don't know if they'll. They kind of like they have their own agenda. I feel like that's if it was Let's Go. I feel like that's what it was because I remember they announced it. It was, and then at E3 they were like, "Here's how to catch Pokemon," and we were all like, "Shut up!" They did it two (laughs) houses. They went on entirely too long. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah so they they'll definitely they could definitely do that again. You know? I think if there's Pokemon, it'll be at. It, or do we know if we're getting some kind of treehouse afterwards? I we think don't. It'll be we don't. We don't know any plans like, yet. I hope so. Play that would be cool. I would really like to see Treehouse again. Yeah. I think it's going to be. You know what? I say that, but they had that Treehouse event for Hyrule Warriors. Or Breath of the Wild War. What was it called? Age of Calamity? That, Age yeah. of Calamity, yeah. Do you remember yeah. they had that? They had a treehouse stream for that. I didn't like that nearly as much. Oh, oh, oh that. I didn't like okay, that one. That, that was, yeah, that was not good because I feel like they were doing it. They weren't together. They were all over the internet. Yeah. Their connection was bad. So yeah. if that's the thing, yeah. then actually I take that back. Then I don't want yeah, it I because the treehouse thing I liked because it was on the floor. You see people coming and going and they have developers coming through and sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. It was like a... Like a late night talk show about games or something, you know, cool like conversation. Yeah, if, natural. And I'm I 100 believe it's not going to be in person. So yeah, no, I I rescind, I retract that statement. No yeah, treehouse. Right. That Save Paper it. Mario and uh, Digimon one was Bakugan. 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 Whatever. That was a nightmare. <laughs> that was a nightmare too. I love I watching the internet collectively meltdown. <laughs> that one was rough. So uh, okay, um, I don't know. Diving a bit further into the rumor mill, Switch firmware got updated to 12.0.0 this week to no fanfare. There was nothing really in the notes. We didn't even get an icon. There's nothing. nothing. There's nothing. We got this big upgrade, this leap, and nothing happened. So data miner, oatmeal dome. He does a lot of stuff. Yeah, he does. That's a hell of a handle. Uh, (laughs) Release this. uh, He says he shared a few things. This update included the capability to flash the firmware of the dock. That's extremely interesting because That's so weird. <laughs> our docks got nothing to, like the dock that we have, there's nothing to update. Like there's, No, 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 it's so, a plug in. Right. There's there's nothing there but just a little USB board and an HDMI display port. Like there's nothing there. So it's like everybody's like what well what could that mean? Well, he goes on in another tweet where he sees uh, he shares a reference to CRDA AKA Cradle for Allah, which is what we're supposed to believe that that acronym stands for, uh, which is the code name for the new Switch model. I feel like so conspiracy. with just every like firmware release that happens, that. they continue to find a little bit more and a little bit more. Also today, I didn't add it to the notes, but today they also shared that there is some, um, they added some display drivers for, I mean, audio drivers for apparently Bluetooth support. Did which, we? I feel like we talked about that before. Did we not? Oh, that we put that on our wish list. Of what yeah, we, we wanted list, Bluetooth. Yes. I actually bought one of those Skull Company audio uh, adapters mm-hmm. because I got the AirPods and they're so awesome. I was like, I do want to play with my Switch like this. And yeah, yeah. So then this happens. They're going to do the Bluetooth, and again, more evidence because right our current Switches have nothing like that in there at all. So this is an official code that you can go and get off your Switch right now. So uh, look to the future for uh, awesome Switch times to await. Switch Pro is happening. It definitely is. Brendan yeah. says, with the new firmware update and E3 coming back with Nintendo's support, do you think the Super Switch could be coming sooner than expected, seeing how the light was announced in July and released that September? I mean, I think sooner than expected. I mean, I think the soonest that we could expect it would be this fall, so I don't think yeah. it would be sooner than that. That would be crazy if it's sooner than that. It won't be. I mean, so. It could be early fall. Like, like, I guess he's assuming like it's a new it's a September Sep- launch or something. A September launch would be kind of crazy, I think. That'd be nuts. Yeah. yeah. We would have to hear about it real soon, I think, if it was going to be September. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then uh, Borderlands 3 apparently is coming to Switch via Peggy Rating, where they drop that. It'll include the uh, base game, the DLC expansion, including all new maps and weapons. Cool. Gary, excited about Borderlands 3 on Switch? No, I did not like Borderlands 3 as much as I feel like a lot of people didn't Borderlands like Borderlands game. 3. The, okay, I, I just want to preface. Borderlands 3 is a fine game in terms of gameplay. It's It's better shooting, better powers. You get more stuff. That's not the issue I have. It's the story. It's the characters. And then people say, well, the stories in the previous ones don't matter at all. It's like, that's that's bullcrap, too, because I really cared about the characters and story in Borderlands 2. I think Borderlands 2 is, is, a, is a spectacular game. But anyways, Borderlands 3, I'm interested to see how this runs on Switch if, when it's like announced and coming out, because it's a, it's a hard game to run. Even though it's cell shading and arty, it's not like that graphically detailed, but like in my PC was struggling uh, mm-hmm. playing this game. So I can only imagine what kind of technical sacrifices they'll need in order to run this on Switch. Hey, if Doom, Doom Eternal can do it, That's I've, true. Seen, I've seen the light. Like if Doom Eternal can do it, then boy, anything can. So. I mean, we saw Borderlands 2 on Vita, so it can happen. I, I Borderlands 3 you may not want Switch. it to happen. You may not want it to happen. But, but it can happen. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I still recommend play get the Borderlands Handsome Collection right now. Borderlands 2 is, I still think, the way better game than Borderlands 3, but Borderlands 3 does have better gunplay and stuff. So it's a good podcast and play game. The last news bit I'll get into before we answer a couple questions is uh, today, Grasshopper and Suda51 did host a stream in Japan about No More Heroes 3, and we did get a new trailer for No More Heroes 3 yeah. that was... If I could say so myself, excellent. It was an excellent trailer. It was a, a really good deep dive into the main cast, the characters. It looked extremely polished, way better than what we saw in the direct. Like it, it's, it's definitely an upgrade. It makes me think that that direct was, you know, earlier footage from way earlier than we were expecting, which is normally the case. Um, but you remember after that direct, when I was when we went back and rewatched it, I was thinking. It looks a little rough. Like I wanted to, mm-hmm. it was a little choppy, you know, a little edgy. It's kind of, it looks way better now. It's very it cleaned really up. Cool. It looks really good. And, uh, they also announced uh, a collector's edition in Japan where you get all three versions. Um, which I don't, I don't expect to come here because we got the limited run thing, mm-hmm. but who knows? Maybe it will be. But, uh, if, uh, my hype level wasn't high enough for that game already, like it, this, this definitely raised it. This was that put my entire mind at ease, like, I'm super excited. I think it's everything I'm going to want it to be. I can't wait to go beat up Foo and everybody else and go win the Galactic Assassination Rankings or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever whatever it is the hell we're going to do. Um, there was a really great moment that I tweeted about um, where he he referenced the Medic, the low Metacritic score for Travis Strikes Again yeah. in the trailer, <laughs> claiming that the game was going to be one of those beloved games that everybody loves 10 years after the fact, which... Thought. It was pretty it was, funny. That's hilarious. We need more developers to 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 be a little more loose with stuff like that. He was, was referencing incredible. Empire Strikes Back and Alien and like I don't know, like three other references in like five <laughs> seconds when the aliens came in. Like really? Oh, it's so good. I can't wait. Very it's excited. Good, it's good stuff. Everybody buy No More Heroes. So with that said, Rebecca, did you hit us with a question or two? Well, my question is: Did you guys get your Animal Crossing Build a Bears? glossed no. over that news oh that was, it, it came out last week right that was news it was, it, the animal crossing community was in shambles because they were expecting oh my gosh they're gonna be all these villagers and all these characters and they put out isabel and tom nook 
And that was that. And oh, it's just those? It's just it those two, just yeah. Those. Though I think they're going to be rolling out more characters later in the summer or something like that. But a lot of people are very disappointed because they had these really high expectations that, like, the Animal Crossing collection, it's going to be, like, like... 400 of them, all of them. Not, like, 400. But people thought there was going to be, like, more than just those two. At so, least three more. But did, it, was, it was very bizarre because they didn't say what, the, like, was in the collection until it became available to purchase. They just called it the Animal Crossing Build-A-Bear Collection. Mm. And so what they did was... sounds like more than two. Releasing at 11 o'clock, and they put everybody in a waiting room starting at 10.30, um, and then, like, your place in line was randomized if you were in the the waiting room at that time. And the doors opened at 11 o'clock. Wow. And you were put in a place in line, and you had, like, up to an hour wait to get into the (laughs) digital store to buy. Sounds like a GPU. There's a whole social movement out there happening that I'm completely unaware that's happening. (laughs) And then you get in, and you find out, oh, it's it's Isabella and Tom Nook. (laughs) Everybody left. I would love to see the queue numbers just go down. People who got in first were were saying, you know, they were posting, okay, guys, it's just Isabel and Tom Nook, and it's... But really, I mean, those are the popular ones, right? Those That's the face that runs the place. Those are the most popular characters, I think they sold out pretty much immediately. Like, people, I'm sure not everybody got one. But Um, I get it. Yeah. People People want the character that they either identify with or their favorite or, yeah, I get it. Which, when you call it an Animal Crossing collection, you kind of think it's grand. You think it's sure. Five. Yeah, it's <laughs> like least. if they, they called it like a Pokemon collection, it was just Bulbasaur and Pikachu, right? Yeah. 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 But oh I th- they gosh. did they did kind of informally <laughs> confirm on Twitter. I think somebody asked, will you be rolling out more, you know, over time? And I think the official account like kind of winked at them or something like that. <laughs> Sean with an um, important question. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was very funny. It was, it was funny to see like the whole Animal Crossing community on fire. I'm sorely upset that I missed there's, that. There's a whole big thing. <laughs> that tells you a lot about my Twitter. <laughs> How much of it is not that. I didn't I'm even know it was happening. Group chat. Everybody was like, oh, my God, I have an hour wait. <laughs> How much is it? They were $50 each. Okay. For stuffed animals. Not including the clothes and stuff. That are like what? Like this big? Yeah. They're like the standard yeah. Build-A-Bear size. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the big the big thing is you could choose to have it have like the little animal-y sounds like the. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. A little speaker. Like a voice box. Yeah. I got a voice box for Chucky. That's creepy. Oh gosh. Really? Good. Yeah. I have a voice box for Chucky with with uh, licensed good guy batteries in it too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, thanks guys. <laughs> We're talking about Animal Crossing. Sure. You guys are all excited. I bring up the same thing, and you guys are like, weirdo. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> they just released the new truck, uh, the new Chucky trailer for the thing that's coming out, and they showed the animatronic doll. And mm-hmm. I looked at my wife. I was like, I want one. She was like, no. You want to keep ordering? Like, could you imagine if I got one that's like remote controlled and could walk and stuff? Oh, that'd be amazing. I would just be a horror movie in your house, man. That's awesome. <laughs> now imagine if it was Animal Crossing. Now Rebecca's like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Isabel with a knife. <laughs> Ooh, Isabel with a knife. I'll buy it. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> right next to Doom Guy. There we go. That's Doom awesome. Guy. That's Give awesome. Isabel, machine gun. <laughs> Let's do her all up like Chucky style overalls and everything. No. Yeah, it's like Halloween. I mean, you could, theoretically, you could. You could take the the build a bear, the uh, Isabel build a bear, and put Chucky clothes on her. You can do that. Mm, that's good. I like it. Just replace the voice box. (laughs) (laughs) You're just frying a kid, man. 
so creepy. Okay. All right. Questions. Oh, this is the one. Oh, man. This is the one that I got lost in thought thinking about last week. You really? guys were talking about Monster Hunter or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> something. I don't know. I wasn't listening. Shiv UK. Okay. He says, I've been thinking about the possibility of a Zelda maker. Mm-hmm. Shiv, you and me both. Every single day of my life, I think about the possibility of a Zelda maker. I don't think that most people would be able to make whole dungeons. I think it's I more than a Mario level. I suspect Nintendo went too far in the other direction with Link's Awakening in order to make it easy and accessible. He says, how about a middle ground? Would you be happy with a game where people create and share rooms or a collection of connected rooms? These shares are tagged internally with metadata, things like needs one key or gives two keys or needs X item or item X. And the game stitches shares for multiple players together into a dungeon guaranteed to be solvable. A lot of procedurally generated roguelike games take a similar approach where rooms are pre-baked, but they change location and the connecting corridors are generated on the fly for each run. I think procedurally generated Zelda dungeon makes a lot of sense. User created dungeons like this, I don't think make as much sense. That would be too, I think. Yeah, I think that's even more complex than asking somebody to create a whole dungeon. I I agree with the flags. Like, I think, so I think, uh, all right. I think with a dungeon maker, 2D Zelda dungeon maker, you could create, you'd have to limit rooms, right? You'd have to have a certain amount of rooms or yeah. like a level, right? Like you'd have a level. Um, you have a level with four rooms or whatever. And then like you could have like three requirements. Find the key, light the torch, beat the boss or something like that. And then like that's basically your mini dungeon. Um, and I think that's the thing that I'm all, that's the reason why I've always pushed back about this idea. And I think when people hear Zelda dungeon maker, they think they're going to make their own Zelda game. Like like a yeah. full dungeon, like eight floors with the key to the door on the eighth floor being on the second floor and all that. And like, yeah, I don't know, that just sounds really not. complex. So the thing is with, if you think about Mario Maker, the vast majority of levels are way simple. Like you hit mm-hmm. a block and you get a mushroom and go to the end. Most people aren't going to play those levels. They're not going to seek them out. They're not going to show up in the, the most popular tabs. But mm-hmm. there's people out there there's i think there's plenty of people out there who are gonna take the time to make really nice dungeon levels for this the same way that they do for mario maker oh Um, i I definitely agree with you that there are people that would love to do it and i think they would make great dungeons i i'm i more or less question the engine to make it like with with mario you're confined option to do with you know that you can do in zelda dungeons but i don't think you have to limit it to four rooms type of thing it might be simple things like okay you can place down enemies, you can, you know, find keys under pots, you can step on a switch to make a, a you know, a chest appear kind of thing. Um, I think those aren't difficult or, like, complex enough to... I agree with you. I guess... Game. All right, so maybe rephrasing. I wasn't... I was thinking more like, like, usually in the typical Zelda dungeon, you have multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Right. I was yeah, thinking of it like floors. that. You've got multiple floors with multiple rooms with multiple win conditions. Um, that's a lot for like a user to generate. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do you not make the geometry like, right. Cause I can see how you, you get a layout, you can, you know, click floor, click floor, add geometry. It's more like, how do you weave that into like the dungeon, like the, um, the logic? How do you, how does the logic get created for like the keys to the doors and which floor? Like, how do you make sure? That it's playable, I guess. So, do you think maybe then a middle ground that um, Shiv UK is suggesting could be not, like, single rooms, like he's saying, but maybe you start with 
like a pre-made setup and then you can kind of change the customize like, it around from there so it's kind of like the um the Link's awakening one but it's i guess on a greater scale like it's or not grand. an existing room it's maybe maybe you're given a, like a procedurally generated template and yeah. then kind of move yeah. things around from there so you're kind of given like a starting point if yeah. you don't like maybe you could either choose to start from scratch or for people who are like i don't know even where to begin you can have like a template to start from and kind of move things around there i think that's how that's how pga tours golf course creator thing works you kind of give it some parameters and it spits you out a course and then you customize it from there that's really cool yeah that that works for me rebecca and i think you're kind of thinking of like a technical scale of like how do you have the wing conditions i don't see why you can't say okay well if you put a locked door like you need to have a key to open it in order to because you have to solve your own you have to solve your own mario maker before you can post it online so clearly you have to do that with with a zelda dungeon too yeah um every time you like place a key maybe you would say okay well that's associated with like this door or something like that yeah but if you hide that key on the floor floor you got to make sure the player can get there you know it's that's where that's like the extra stuff you have to play your own dungeon to post it like there i don't see anything wrong with that um maybe when you like if you put down like a let's say a button that you have to press maybe to put that button down you have to say okay well that's going to spawn a chest or that's going to open this door like you assign an action once you put down an item and you're doing that with a controller i think that's fine it's just I, i i think yeah the level of complexity in the zelda game it should be as granular as you want it, but as general and as pre-made for, for people to easily set in and make a dungeon maker. What I was thinking, you know, you could make four floors or eight floors or whatever if if you choose to do so. But maybe you just want to do one floor and just mm-hmm. do six rooms and just go from there and just try to do different things from there. I think pre- not pre-built like, like stages, but pre-built rooms yeah. with different items in there that are linked to whatever. And then you could try to change that link to other things and, and do so. Maybe you, you have. So that can like, be a starting point at least. Like and a set amount be- of like puzzle types. Puzzle types. Um, I, don't, I don't like that you're limiting it because I think that the, the creativity that people can come up with, like there's people that can do like design these and I wouldn't want to say like okay well you're only limited to six rooms or you're only limited to like using two different puzzle types in a dungeon if you want to like put that in a template for like people who want to have like a starting point sure people who like don't know how to design it or people who are feeling overwhelmed or you know just kind of want to mess around with it make that template but people who want to design and kind of go out and all that it shouldn't be limiting to them people so will like make them yeah, yeah people will make them don't limit it but maybe like what garrett's saying is come up with a template or like a starting point like you said where maybe it's a smaller ground and then you can add more on top of it once you get more comfortable no i i, I feel I like every time i say anything it's just told no so i, I just you know what i'll just stop <laughs> that's fine i'll just back out of the conversation <laughs> Well, we'll see it when we Not see Not my it, conversation. Right? <laughs> we'll see the dungeon maker. I only aim happens. to point out that making a Zelda dungeon is not as simple and intuitive as making a Mario level. I don't think everyone's making a traditional Zelda dungeon. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be I, as I small or as big as you want. It yeah. sounds right? like you haven't played a lot of really crappy Mario maker levels because <laughs> yeah. they're out there. Mm-hmm. Like no, People don't know how to design a good Mario maker level either. 
Yeah. And and it wasn't that I wasn't saying like limiting puzzles to a certain dungeon. I was thinking like within a Zelda dungeon, right? You have some sort of logic to open goals or gain access, but you also mm-hmm. have puzzles and enemies. And you do have to those those elements have to have rules for them to work. Yes. So like you have to have you know, it's like it's just it's no different than like Mario in the Mario Maker you have the question block. And you've got, you know, certain power-ups, and they are limited to what you've got. Now, with Mario Maker 2, they've added tons of it. There's tons of stuff there. But I think with Zelda, um, just the very nature of, like, especially, like, the puzzles. I was thinking of the puzzles, and I'm thinking, like, all right, so you've got the puzzles where you shoot the eye to unlock the door, or you light the torches, or you find the switch. Like, how many of those can you have? Ultimately, what I'm trying to get at is I'm sitting in my head, and I'm trying to think, like, how much of this can you do before it, like, doesn't start feeling the same? Right. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I see, see what, what I'm mean. saying. Like the different puzzle types. Like, if you create so much of it, does it feel like it's not really? Because a the thing that makes Zelda, Zelda special is that discovery, because it's custom made. Like, yeah, uh, it's so tailor made. Like, I was thinking, yeah. like, uh, um, all right, so Ocarina of Time, right? You're in the the Great Deku Tree, like right when you start, right? And you get the um, who are the guys that shoot the Deku nuts at you? They pop out of the ground. I know the what Deku you scrubs. mean. Yeah, the Deku scrubs. Like, you have to fight them in order, right? To 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 unlock the door. Like you've got to do the was it two three one? Okay, but you're not going to have that kind of puzzle. Of course, in the top down. and that's the only yeah. trying. That's the only point I'm trying to make. Like things like that, obviously you couldn't do in this. So in my head, no. I'm just going through examples of like, okay, what things can you do? Okay, but that would be like me saying, uh, using Mario Odyssey as an example and saying, okay, well, how do you make a capture mechanic using Cappy? Like that's mm-hmm. not. Like, That's there's fair. Mario conventions that we don't see in Mario Maker. Yeah. So, naturally, there's going to yeah. be Zelda conventions that we don't see in Zelda Dungeon Maker. I'm just a little bit, I, I'm just a little bit more questioning. Yeah. I think it's going to resemble games like the 2D Zeldas, like Link to the Past, Zelda mm-hmm. 1, 2, Link Between yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to restrict to those games, yeah. really, in those yeah, Zelda definitely. Dungeon assets. And I, I think so. there's enough, there's enough styles, right? You can have NES Zelda, you can have. You know, Link to the Past, Zelda, Link Between Worlds, Zelda. Like, you've got enough style that you can you can do it. You can have, like, gaps you cross with the hookshot. You have things you have to shoot. So you have items like like a bow and arrow and stuff like that. Ultimately, in my head, I'm trying to wrap my head around, like, how many variations can we get into this to where you don't play it for five hours and feel like you've played, like, all the dungeons are kind of – like, a when I think of, like, a roguelike, the procedurally generated, it's like it has a certain set of rooms and a certain set of rules, and you can mix and match them as much as you want, but at the end of the day, they all just kind of feel like the same. No. You know, like like Binding of Isaac. Yeah, yeah. So in oh, my Binding head, Binding of Isaac was very repetitive. Yeah. Like in my head, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Like with this Zelda dungeon thing, and maybe that's just Link's Awakening, you know, take on it, like influencing me. But in my head, I'm trying to think like, how do I break it out of that? How do I get it out of that mold? Well, think about all of the creative Mario Maker levels that you've played. People make like songs out of it. Yeah, People it's nuts. Design it based off. You're of, right. Like, other You're games, right. like, the community will go nuts with this. With the toolkit. Comprehend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the right toolkit. You're right. You're right. And I think that they can do it in a way that's accessible to people who just kind of want to make a little puzzle type dungeon or maybe like a boss rush type game. You know, maybe people just fill it with, with enemies. I don't know. Oh, the man. They rush. can make a boss oh, rush mode. Like yeah, Mega boss man. rush modes would work. Yeah, you can. Like, people can do it. Like, I think that there is a way to do this that's not going to be over. Like, I, I don't think you give enough people credit for, like, what they can do. It's, it's not the people. 
It's not the people that I, I know that there are people out there that would spend 40 hours of their life creating the best dungeon that they ever could. It's not the people that I'm thinking about at all. I'm thinking about how does the Nintendo deliver a yeah. toolkit to them that makes sense. I think I they think, can do it. I think I've that complexity Mario. is a little bit more than Mario Maker. And I'm wondering, yeah. like, at the Nintendo level, if that's what they're – because obviously they have the idea. Is, we know they have the idea. Complex. Yeah. And so, I think that's why they did the Link's Awakening one to kind of see, well, okay, here's kind of what this would do. But then, you know, they they might be expanding on it somehow. I honestly feel like – and I know this will never happen. I'm not, I'm not saying this to say that. I feel like this makes a hell of a lot more sense on PC, right? Like with a mouse and a keyboard and lights, like this works yeah, really true. well. It does. And then you can play it like on your controller, think, you know. I think there is kind of a similar. It's not called Zelda because copyright, but there is something that's just like that. That's basically Zelda that you can kind of mm. create thing, and it works. Okay. Do it. Yeah. I've seen mockups. I've seen Zelda mockups. I've seen how they could do it. I literally, honest to God, think about this game every single day. That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> well, for your sake, I hope it happens. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. I would be very um, interested in it. Me too. Soundscape wants to know which game franchise has the better legacy of games, Zelda or Mario? Try to be as objective as possible. Things to consider are gameplay, graphics, and music compared to hey, other games in their genres. Hang on a second. I'm going to go back to the last question for a minute. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Oh, well. I will talk about this for three minutes. Let's I had talk a, about it. <laughs> the thing just hit me in the brain. Okay. So I was thinking, you you said, Garrett, you were like, I'm excited. I want, I would be all excited for it. Rebecca said the same. And in my head, I'm like, I wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting in my head and I'm trying to think. I'm like, and I've talked about, we've talked about this before. Like the dungeon maker idea of like just endless dungeon is not something I want to do. But it just hit me. I was yeah. like, unless they did like an actual story Zelda game. Like what if they had a small campaign Zelda game and the dungeon maker? And then what just hit me is what if you could four swords it? What if you could do co-op or something? And what if that was a part of your your thing? Yeah, yeah. Except, yeah, get the toolkit out of the way. Do kind of the extra stuff. The single player, um, maybe the four swords. That could... It's not a terrible thing to tack on to something like a four swords or a Triforce Heroes a, or something like that. Yeah. Right? You play the game. You introduce the mechanics and stuff like that. You let people play solo or play with friends. And then we have this other thing. Now you've got a really cool $60 package, yeah. I think. I just really wouldn't want it to be the side thought to another Zelda game the way The Link's Awakening was. Of course not. Yeah, that's not no, what we're no, saying. No. We're thinking yeah. like, I'm thinking Mario Maker 2, which had an awesome little campaign, yeah. and then also had Mario Maker. And teach yeah. you how to, like, how to place things. And- in the entire yeah. time that you, we've talked about this Dungeon Maker thing, it just until now, did I have the thought like, you could have multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Like even in custom created well, yeah, stuff, you could have more than one player stuff. Multiplayer in Mario Maker, right? Yeah, yeah, they added the online multiplayer. I was just even thinking like four swords, like co-op puzzles. Mm -hmm. That would be a whole separate thing because you could tag those types of courses, right? Like these are made for multiplayer. These aren't. But like that would add, I think, a level to the – that would add a a level to the game that would maybe – Variety. Variety. And that's really what I'm trying to get at my head. I'm trying to get out of the procedural generator. I think so too. Okay. I like it. I like it. You might be turning me around to it. I like it. Uh, I want to be. I want to be purple link. Okay. I want to be red. <laughs> uh, back to Soundscape's question: Better franchise, Zelda or Mario? Legacy. Okay. He didn't. Say, he did not say better franchise. He said sure. which is legacy. A better legacy. That's okay. a very important okay. distinction. 
Okay, I'm going to argue for Team Mario. I'm going to argue for Team Zelda. Okay, I just want to make sure that we had one on each each side. I like (laughs) it. Garrett, do you want to make an argument for either one? Do you want to argue for Donkey Kong? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. The legacy of Donkey Kong Country. One, two, and three. Let's go, guys. (laughs) Um, Guys, I want to hear your arguments first because I haven't played all of You can be the the moderator. I'm the moderator in this. You, You guys do get out. Okay. All right, so he says to be as objective as possible. So I'm going to try yeah. my best here. I'm going to make the case for Mario. Um, so my first case, when it comes to legacy, right, and that's all we're talking about, I mean, I think it's I think it's quite frankly really hard to argue against the legacy of any game compared to Mario. I mean, Mario is video games, right? He's the Mount Rushmore of video games. It's the most identifiable character in video games. He has the longest history of games um, that appeal and are sold to so many more people than, than I'm not just taking Zelda other for any franchise, really. I mean, it's up there with the best of the very best ever. Um, that aside, we've also seen the Mario franchise evolve into so much more than what it ever was, right? You have the 2d Mario, the classic thing, but then you also Mario went 3d ushered in a whole new generation. We've seen Mario do sports. He's a doctor. He's a constructor. Like he does everything. He's the Barbie of video games like is everything and uh i just as much as i love zelda and trust me it pains me to ever be put in a position where i'm arguing against the zelda game um as much as i love it nintendo would not be nintendo if it were not for mario in a way unlike any other franchise they have yeah Okay, you took it in a different direction because I was kind of only thinking of main series games. I wasn't really thinking of like a like a franchise as a whole. I was thinking of kind of the the legacy of like the main series games. Mm, okay. I wasn't really thinking of like the Mario Karts because you you do have a very good argument for like how it's reached out to like the sports games and 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 party games and things mm-hmm. like that. I was thinking kind of more of the main series. The same arguments for Zelda. How to me when I think of um, most like. Mario games, it's very samey to me, same type of puzzles, same type of platforming, same type of music, same type of, you know, characters and whatnot, same type of story, um, with, with some variations. But to me, I feel like the main series Zelda games have a legacy of it appeals to any type of gamer because of how many different types of games the series has had. You know, we've had the, the top-down games, we've had um, the the open-world games, we've had time travel, like, there's so many different types of Zelda games, and I, I think the fact that everybody has, like, a different favorite Zelda game, which you could say for Mario too, but I feel like it, it reaches a broader type of player kind of thing and you know you you see things like the timeline and just kind of like the lore and the story that you don't see in things that mario has um if if you're talking about non-main series and mario kart all of that is thrown out the window because mario definitely has you know that, that and we don't have to have cross-examination i don't have to disagree with you i will concede <laughs> yeah. that it's when it comes hard. to there's no doubt in mario's legacy of when it comes like, to music i would concede that zelda is my favorite in the franchise i don't think mario's yeah. music is all that memorable i mean there is memorable music don't get me wrong like there are certain themes super mario 3 super mario world there are certain Mm -hmm. themes and things like that um but yeah i think those are good arguments what do you think garrett uh i just think of like to draw um, both win it it is a draw they're both really good i don't want to say one's better than the other really graphics like to me mario it's like all samey like maybe it's because i didn't grow up with it and there's not i I think that's a recency thing 
Yeah. Maybe. Because mm-hmm. um, it's changed a lot from... Because, yeah, Zelda ha- really goes and, like, touches every single thing. Like, it really pushes That's the true. limits for, like, what, you know, what kind of styles, what kind of... Story, Zelda is definitely... Gameplay, the gameplay changes. Zelda is definitely Nintendo's hardcore game. Like, that's its Mm -hmm. core gamer game. You know, like, Mario isn't meant to, like, you know, tax the gamer and teach them new ways to play and everything. Mario is more like comfort food in a way that a Pac-Man or a Tetris is. You know, you just play Mario. Mario probably feels like home for a lot. Yeah, you just play Mario. It's just, then that's that's kind of how amazing it is. It went from just Mario Bros to what it is now. It's just kind of Mm -hmm. accepted as such. Like, there is, and you're right, I was thinking when he was talking about the legacy of the franchise, I was mm-hmm. thinking more of just like its general appeal. It's a reach. Yeah. Like the fact that like you just slap Mario on something mm-hmm. and it becomes a thing. Like it's appeal to kids, you know, as a way that like Zelda, as much as I enjoyed Zelda as a kid, um, not everybody I know was like that. Where I think everybody I know is aware of or has played Mario mm-hmm. and yeah. played a lot of it actually. <laughs> uh, my wife's played Mario when I remember she always tells me the story. She played Super Mario World at the kids that she babysat. She's never allowed to have video games, but she's played Mario and she played a lot of it. And she knew several levels. She's never tried or attempted or w- even would try a Zelda game now. It's it's a whole different level of complexity. I feel like Zelda has kind of a, a, a big reach to things like music and art and mm-hmm. writing and things like that. Like they had the Symphony of the Goddess. Like mm-hmm. Mario could never. Um, I personally, maybe it's just my bubble on Twitter and things like that, but I see way more like Zelda art than Mario art. Like I see way more, you know, kind of the, creativity, like fan theories and stuff when it comes mm-hmm. to Zelda. There's well, a hardcore community beyond, with like, Zelda. Well, Mario doesn't. Have People lore think about this beyond the games. You know, there's no lore to Mario, really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it's like okay, you play the game and then you're done with the game. Whereas Zelda, it's a conversation that people continue to have years and years and years after. People are still coming up with theories about Majora's Mask, and people are still, um, you know, like there's fan fiction of this. I'm Is thinking I'm liking the Zelda argument fiction? more than than the than the Mario argument, just because the way the question was phrased, the better mm-hmm. legacy of games mm-hmm. like aside from the mario the the, the side mario games that there's no we doubt mario test the, you know stands that test of time as an right. important game but zelda's so rich with like variety in terms of gameplay in terms of puzzles in terms of story in terms of music like it's all over the place i think um and so i i just think uh, when i think of a legacy of mainline games i rather i rather go to the zelda games than just, just play like, oh, this is just another to be clear, Mario game. To be clear, if I had to pick one or the other, I'm picking Zelda game too. Yeah. Just making the case for the other one. I, I do think that, I think, again, I think the, the lore part, fan fiction, the constant conversation stuff, I think that is more, I think it has more to do with the fact that Zelda's like a core gamer. It's, yeah. it's not indifferent than like a Skyrim Right or a Halo or like that, that type of game, whereas Mario is not that game. You don't have mm-hmm. Tetris fan fiction. But to argue Texas, you know, Tetris's legacy as a game, be hard pressed. It's like on yeah. every system that's ever been made ever. For sure, for sure. You know, we do have Mario fan fiction, Bowsette. Yeah, we do oh have Bowsette. Bowsette wins. It. There we go. Stop it. <laughs> and there's an Et character apparently for every yeah. Mario character. <laughs> People are very imaginable. You know, very creative. Yeah, I think that's you. You could make a very good argument for both of those. I think yeah. those are definitely the. I mean, it's 
crap Nintendo. Franchise. And what what really drives Nintendo is that they own both. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like we're good. We're it doesn't. Sad. It really doesn't matter what they do as long as they continue to hold the IP rights to Mario and Zelda. Like they're probably yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's only any other game. Those two are good. Yep. And Pokemon. Right. Dear Lord. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And put, well, yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine the day that they start putting Pokemon on other consoles and like mm-hmm. PC and stuff? That could happen That'd someday. I really, honest to God, think it would take Nintendo selling their stock. They'd have to get out of it. It was for like mainline console games. Yeah. The only way that I think that would happen is if they went mobile. I could see a mainline game just going mobile. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. I'm actually surprised that they've had enough restraint not to port the old ones like directly to mobile. Like, hey, Pokemon Red is now playable with you know touch controls on your phone for five ninety nine. Really do good. it anyway. Why I know they do. Start getting people to pay for it. Like, they that's money. And it's Pokemon Home, and yeah, it's all that. And I think I think the big reason why they don't, and at least in the console space, is Nintendo. They own what thirty three percent. They have a third of the share. Like, you can't do it without them. So, I think the idea that a Pokemon game ever makes its way to PlayStation is a a reality in which Nintendo has sold the rights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last question. Um, Alex says, after the huge sale, sales numbers of Monster Hunter Rise, is it time for Sega to release a full Persona game like Five Royal to the Switch? Persona 5 Scramble is neat, but the real one would be huge. I'm still hesitating playing it on my PS4. It's on my shelf untouched because I want it on my Switch. Okay. okay. So the way this, this question or the, is, is presented, because of the huge sale numbers of Monster Hunter Rise, I, I wanted to stop right there with you. Because Monster Hunter and its franchise, I think, is its own beast with, with Nintendo. It has it's, its also fans. always sold well. It's also like a long time. Of course. And Monster Hunter mm-hmm. World like like kind of blew out of the water with with yeah. the other consoles as well. So you can't really compare that with Persona franchise cuz that's like apples and oranges right there. The level of success with Monster Hunter, the like it should be on on like, you know, what's going on right now. Like 5, now it'll be like 10 million. I don't think they're maybe. like blown away. I don't think they're yeah. like, "Oh my god, we sold 5 million copies." I think that was the goal. No, yeah. that was expected. Now, for a Persona game, to release um what i think i want to see atlas do to that is actually not start with five royal just out of the gate because i think you're you're blowing up your top gun on switch with five royal i think you should really start with like the previous games first like persona 3 and persona 4 golden they they recently ported persona 4 golden onto steam and they actually made some pretty good sales on that yeah, it they blew. could have sold it for twice as much as they did. They sold it for cheap, and it still made them a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, five hundred thousand copies on Steam alone. at twenty dollars a piece. They could have sold 20? the same thing at like thirty-five dollars a piece, easy. Exactly. Um, and now, it, it, Monster Hunter Rise is now sold more than Persona Five uh, and Five Royal together. And yeah. th- together, I think it's like four million sales on on PS4. Uh, four to f- four point five million, I think. Um, and so maybe get the Nintendo fans familiar with the Persona base first. I like that they put Scramble in there. That's a cool addition. Um, now put in Persona 3 and 4 to get just like used to to the characters and games. And 
you know, there were Persona Q and Q2 on 3DS, so people, some people are recognizing the characters yeah. there as well. And then pull up your Top Gun with Persona 5 Royal maybe a year later and make it full blown out, making, making sure that you maximize all the sales that you want in there. And I think they'll get a pretty good dime. I think... Um, Actually, Persona Scramble, I saw like it was like 30% of their sales with Switch. It was like, like a franchise that they're not really it's, close related didn't to. Didn't it sell pretty light? I feel like I think two weeks after the game came out, I was reading things that they had sold pretty light. I, I'm not sure about later, but I know initially in Japan, like 30% of the sales was from Switch yeah. compared to mm-hmm. PS4. Um, but, and get the dancing games in there. Like put, put everything in there slowly and gradually don't like put everything at once i wouldn't put persona 5 royal right then and there but like just gradually put in that franchise into switch and i think you're gonna they're gonna hit a home run with 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 the switch platform i i i like how you laid it out i think it makes a lot of sense i will say though i think if they put a persona game that's not five on switch i think a lot of the persona fans will immediately be like but why not five? Like it's four, it's so old, but why not five? Mm, I understand exactly the reason why you're laying it out. Um, but I think a lot of people will double buy if it's there. So I wouldn't be opposed yeah. to them just doing it all. <laughs> just put it all out there at different price points and just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Um, but to Alex, I will say that uh, in a lot of the forums that I follow, this has been something that's been going on for the last two months pretty strong. Yeah. And I don't know, there's nothing concrete to point to outside of some credible people who have had some some credible track records and they swear that Persona 5 is coming to other platforms, the most notably Xbox. But I imagine yeah. if it's leaving PlayStation that it will come to Switch as well. So yeah. I'm not going to be sh- stunned or shocked at all. I think Persona is going to find its way to other consoles um, shortly because I think the I think the PC port I mean they said it I don't think it that's what they said they, they literally yeah yeah because it's it's hard to it's a huge successful franchise right but it's, as you said with those two yeah. releases you know as you said four million yeah. you know it's it's not like a juggernaut like some people might think it is because of you know how loud and how you know penetrating some of its art and characters and stuff like that is maybe on socials and stuff like that so I think maybe they were surprised. By, they, by were, its, they were surprised that yeah, there was by a lot its more PC sales showing. On other, There's a lot yeah. more demand for it than what, what they think, what they originally thought. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it may not come this year just because Shin Mikami Tensei 5 is coming out this year. And you don't want those franchises to go over. Like, the, Persona is a side franchise from Shin Mikami Tensei. So, yeah. Um, lay, spread it all out, I think. And well, I think makes we'll good business get sense. Mm-hmm. 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 Anything, Rebecca? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. One word response. <laughs> okay, uh, that'll do it for us this week here in the Nintendo Shack. Thank you, Shackers, for dropping by, listening to another episode. Um, we'll catch you next week after we play much, much more Pac-Man 99. We encourage you all to do the same because remember, the pack is back. So, with all that being be said, way too late playing it. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> One more game. One more game. (laughs) With all that said, that's going to do it for us this week. Catch you next week. Good night, Kooplings. Bye-bye.